BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Friends, we thank you for joining us on Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. And can I ask a favor of you, friends, as we begin? Would you be sure to listen with both ears on today? We have such critical content that we need to convey to you, that we need to be sure that you're really hearing, you're listening to the words that we're speaking and uh, with the understanding. And uh, certainly today's program comes as a warning. You see, Scripture provides many warnings about false teachers, a false gospel, lies, and rampant deception. You need to understand that right now in 2024, the, the floodgates of deception are wide open and it's progressively getting worse. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, the Apostle Paul warns, Beware, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, know this, the deception that's upon us wants to turn you, wants to turn this world away from Christ. The ultimate source is the devil, the father of lies. But we must always be vigilant, always on guard to this present evil day. You see, in our society today, dark is light, up is down, wrong is right. And as you recall, Isaiah gave a warning concerning this. Further, Paul warned the Corinthians, as recorded in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, 13 and 14, for such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Well, joining us today with a warning to this deception, we welcome Pastor Jack Hibbs, Senior and Founding Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California. He's author of the newly released book, Living in the Days of Deception. Pastor Hibbs, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Pastor, I'd like to first commend you for the for the prayer you recently gave before Congress. We played that here on this program, and I know there's been quite an uproar for your using the name of Jesus and, and also an uproar for your mentioning the need for national repentance, seeking God's forgiveness for our national sins. I mean, what Abraham Lincoln declared during his presidency, we have forgotten God, uh, is very much where we're at today. And I, I thank you, Pastor, for calling that out. Well, Jim, you're very generous. Um, I wish I could take credit for all of that, but I can tell you that two-thirds of my prayer, as I prepared for it, I actually lifted, I borrowed some from previous prayers that were offered up in Congress, dating as far back as 1774 Hmm. up to 1803. And I have to tell you that if you look at my prayer, which started so much controversy, if you look at it compared to some of the great prayers offered by our by our founding uh, fathers and by our founding clergy that were appointed by Congress to open up Congress in prayer, Jim, my my prayer was mild compared to what yeah. those gentlemen used to offer up. But you know, the fallout has been that I used Jesus's name. Yeah. Now I'm a Christian, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. No one had any problem with previous congressional prayers offered to Brahma and other various uh, entities and deities by other religions. But I mentioned Jesus, and, you know, the place comes apart. And yeah. you're right, I mentioned national sins, barring that from Lincoln. And I, it was remarkable, Jim, because someone, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but somebody had said, how dare you? Uh, imply that our nation has sins to repent of. I mean, my jaw almost dropped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Pastor, also commending you uh, this past, uh, well, just last week, Thursday, as we were at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, uh, we all waited for President Trump's arrival and his address to the broadcasters. All all the candidates had been invited, uh, only he accepted the invitation, and uh, he he called you all by name uh, with, with the impact, uh, certainly, that he sees you having, not only in his life, but in the nation as well. Well, I was honored and humbled by that. Uh, I've had numerous conversations with Trump during his four years. I had the honor of serving on his faith advisory team. And, um, yeah, I I, I once 
stood up for California. I <laughs> there was a comment going on in the Roosevelt Room of all places in the White House, and I Trump was speaking, and I, I defended my state of California as everyone's written it off. But I believe God is turning California around, and from that time forward, uh, Trump has mentioned a few times uh, to me about California, and and so I think that was. You know, that was a very kind thing mm-hmm. that he did, and he didn't have to do that. Well, uh, I wanted you on this program here to talk about your book, Living in the Days of Deception. And just so our listeners know, Days is D-A-Z-E, Days of Deception. Uh, this is not a typo, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's it's deliberate. It came out of a sermon series that I did. And the the fine people at Harvest House Publishers thought it would be a good book. And yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're blessed by that. Well, the first part of your book, you go to great lengths to really awaken the reader to to the many kinds of deception that are in this world. And I, I'd like to ask you, Pastor Hibbs, is your warning to the church, is your you know the the body of believers who know Christ the Savior, is your warning to the secular world, or is your warning to both? You know, I'm going to answer you very accurately. Number one, it was directed to the Church. And then when the book was finalized, and it started to, uh, you know, arrive at people's doors via the pre-orders or whatever they did, or picking it up off the bookshelf, uh, they started buying multiple copies quite a bit. I was mm-hmm. told by the publisher that their records show that people were buying three, four, five, ten copies. And so... I've heard people say that they've been using it to hand out to other people who are not believers. So I was I was pleasantly surprised because you don't have to be a Christian to figure out that what's in this book is happening in your in your living room, so right. to speak, in your neighborhood, in your state, in your world. And so there's no doubt about it, Jim, that the the elements of deception uh, manifests itself in all, all areas. I mean, evil knows no limits. And so if it's in the church, if it's in politics, if it's in business, um, evil needs to be exposed, and deception is evil's key tactic, I believe. And indeed, you do expose the deception that is going on. We're talking with Pastor Jack Hibbs today, senior and founding pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California. Uh, so let's talk about the kinds of deception. The very first chapter, you speak of the days, D-A-Z-E, of global deception. There, there really is a great onslaught coming from many, many d- directions. Tell us, uh, describe for us this global deception. You know, you gotta, you got to... First of all, consider that how could there be a global deception throughout the history of mankind? Think about it. Man did not communicate on a global level and know about it like we can today in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I think COVID was a big example of that, where something happened, uh, and then it was, it was known around the world in a matter of moments. Well, now, something can be posted, Jim, something, something could be said, and God help us, something through AI now can be put out there that's not even real. Right. And it happens almost in real time where someone on the back side of the globe can pick it up, you know, moments later. This global deception is being played out with agendas. We look at the various concerns that certain globalists have. Why why is a certain group of people that hold to a certain worldview uniting to bring about uh, a globalist agenda where there's a one-world type of family, of politics, family of religion, family of economics. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm alluding often now to uh, Klaus Schwab and yes. the World Economic Forum as one key player to this stuff, but there's a deception that's moving, and I think a lot of us live through uh, what may or may not have been engineered, but it was certainly leveraged, and that is, you know, in a matter of hours, the world seemingly shut down at COVID, and we we were told what was going to happen or, what's go- or what we should do, and, and, you know, instead of questioning and asking and and Jim, we saw the great experts on one side and great experts on the other side in total contradiction, one to another. And my conclusion was, when you have experts in disagreement on a topic, then there's no experts. Uh, it means that the, the jury's still out on right, that debate. Right. And so 
but we saw people immediately gripped by fear because mm-hmm. they read a headline. I believe from the Bible that that's a form of deception, intimidation, fear. Jesus made it clear, the apostles made it clear that uh, God's perfect love at work in us casts out all fear. And so, um, yeah, globalism, I think that is uh, well underway today, and it's deceiving people. And friends, as you've listened to this program, and we've talked about this matter, the World Economic Forum and and, and, and the World Health Organization, and matter of fact, this, uh, this pandemic treaty that is coming up for a vote very, very soon, building that fear in the populace so that, what, so Pastor, we're going to bow down and, and allow them to control us? Is that is that the ultimate goal with that? Well, I think it's their ultimate goal. I think that's what they want. They, It's obvious, Jim, they've proven to us that they want control. They love it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where you're at, but I'm in the state of California, and Gavin Newsom, shockingly, uh, I mean, we knew that he liked power, but he just cracked down hard on everything. I, I, well, let me correct myself. If you were a strip club, I'm not joking now, if you were a marijuana dispensary, a liquor store, um, you could stay open during COVID, business as usual. But he shut down uh, so many businesses, He and he would not, he never once addressed the church in California. And I made a petition to him. I put together a 15-minute video. We had one of the staffers get it to him, and I, I asked him, representing California's pastors, when are you going to address the church as being essential or non-essential? That's the categories that he placed us under. And I, I told him that, that the church cannot be categorized as essential or non-essential, that the church is an organism created by God. It's transcendent, and we're here to help. Uh, never heard back from him, never heard a response. But we, we quickly realized Jim, that uh, we had come to the point where it's best for us to obey God rather than man, seeing how man has confused himself on this issue. And um, we ministered to so many tens of thousands of people, Mm -hmm. and it was a remarkable time. But, Jim, you know, when people are scared, they need clarity. Mm -hmm. And today, that, you know, D-A-Z-E, that word appears on the cover of the book because without Christ, without the word anchoring your soul and your mind, people feel dazed. They feel like they've been hit up the side of the head with a two-by-four, and they're wondering, you know, where am I? What's going on? I don't recognize my, my, my nation. I don't recognize the family. I don't recognize gender anymore. What's happening? Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's a it's a critical time to say the least. And friends, uh, I mean, this is the term "fake news" that became popularized about seven years ago. I mean, we see that evidence day after day, and 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 COVID is a prime example of this, and all that we were being told, and and the contradictory statements back and forth. Well, friends, we're going to take a quick break here, one minute break. Uh, we're talking with Pastor Jack Hibbs. Uh, who is author of the book Living in the Days, D-A-Z-E, of Deception. We're going to uh, look further, probe further into this book and and uh, really warn you about other types of deception that are so prevalent all around us, yes, in this present year of 2024. We'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, have you ever seen that bumper sticker of a fish with legs? What's that all about? Chris, that bumper sticker is a direct insult to Christians and the God of Christianity. It's a perversion of the Christian symbol of the fish, which has been in place ever since the early church days. It's interesting to note that this has almost become a religious symbol with evolution. We've been saying for a long time that evolution is a religion, and now they have their religious symbol. Chris, they have to have symbols because they really just don't have any evidence that evolution has occurred. Evolution is not a science. It's the religion of naturalism, the idea that there is no supernatural God behind it all. At least that's how I see it from a back-to-Genesis perspective. If you want to know more about the creation-evolution issue, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. Back to Genesis is a production of the Institute for Creation Research. 
I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. Friends, today's program is really meant to be an eye-opener for all of us here today. And this, this days that we are in, things are happening so fast. And I've said this often, things are happening so quickly, and the intensity is so increasing. Uh, Jack Hibbs, pastor of uh, the uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, with us today, authored the book Living in the Days, D-A-Z-E of Deception, based upon messages that he preached. I understand, Pastor, at first, uh, when you approached about a book, you know, I didn't want to do a book, but uh, you preached the message and were convinced, and wow, what a powerful impact your book is making across this nation as we speak. Yeah, we've been very surprised and very happy, of course, uh, by the response. As a pastor, for this main reason, uh, things being practical. I, uh, you know, uh, the other ministries that I'm involved in is titled Real Life. And why did I pick that title, Real Life? Well, because I, I love authenticity. I love what's real. Mm-hmm. And so the book, the book, I think, is, um, is something that answers and speaks to people where they're at, and again, as a pastor, I'm honored that when somebody picks something up and says, man, this really spoke to me, yeah. this is what I'm living, you know, you, it's thrilling uh, to, to have a little role in someone's life for the good. Friends, in just a little while, I'll be sharing with you how you can obtain a copy or multiple copies of this book, so have handy a sheet of paper, a pen, or a pencil. Uh, pastor Hibbs, you indicate another part of this, that this daze is coming from spiritual deceivers. Are you talking about spiritual you know, spiritual hucksters on TV, the wealth and prosperity preachers. Who are these spiritual deceivers? Yeah, those are obvious things. And I hope in the book people realize that I touch on the obvious, uh, but then go deeper. So when you say hucksters, I mean, we've been watching people, we've been watching these things for decades. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I kind of dismiss because it's obvious. But to get into the weeds of it, where you could be going to a church or be going to a small group or whatever it might be, and if you don't have yourself, your own personal discipline of reading the Bible and knowing God's Word, Jesus made it clear, you will be deceived. So you might say, well, Pastor, is there any way that that I can not be deceived? Absolutely. And that is knowing the Bible. This is what's so amazing, Jim, about you here, you and I are talking in the 21st century, and the Bible is as true as it always will be. It's eternal. It's God's eternal truth. It never changes. Amen. The amazing thing is, you and I can testify to the fact, and so can your listeners, we are arriving at portions of Scripture that have been waiting for us to get to. I mean, the truth has been waiting. So here we come now to a world where Israel is back in the land. It's fighting for its existence. We've got pandemics. We've got wars and rumors of wars being discussed around the world. The issues, the Bible warns us in Romans chapter 1 about sexual uh, uh, conduct in a way that is outside the confines of God's rule. All of these things, it's amazing. As time goes on, the Bible doesn't become more true. The Bible becomes more relevant Mm. for the time in which you and I are living in. And so, yeah, you don't have to be deceived if you know the Word of God. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes people will go and they'll hear a speaker or hear some kind of teaching, and it sounds, Pastor, it sounds so good. It sounds so right. Yep. Are, are, are there telltale signs that would clue us in that, hey, this is a false teacher, beware? Yeah, there are signs, and again, revealed to us, given to us by Scripture. Mm-hmm. Number one thing, Jim, is when we hear somebody speak on religious topics or issues, we need to uh, judge the context. Because what makes a cult a cult is that they pull verses out of context, and they make up their doctrine, and which turns out to be a pretext. So that, there's a reason why uh, the Bible encourages us to read the book and to study the book uh, verse by verse, because uh, you, I would avoid a, a spiritual gathering that picks and chooses what the leader wants to talk about. Another thing is this, drawing attention. Paul warned Timothy that in the last days there will be those who will believe that they'll be able to get disciples to follow themselves for their own personal gain. Yes. And you want to watch out for that. And, and there's evidence. They'll be flamboyant. They'll start to, they'll start to grow a little bit maybe uh, 
brash or they might be overly charismatic uh, where the focus is upon them. They start using, you know, I did this and my church and, you know, those are things where antenna, your your spiritual antenna of discernment should pop up when man starts to uh, feel a little comfortable with him getting the glory. That's a scary moment. Pastor, you uh, have a warning about being dazed by deceptive spirits. I'm going to have you define that, but also in that chapter, you quote a verse from John chapter 7, verse 24, which says, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. And this seems to contradict the most quoted verse in the Bible, Judge not lest ye be judged. How do we bring those concepts together? Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for asking that. When Jesus said that that we're not to judge, the actual Greek word is we are not to condemn. No human has the authority to condemn another human being. Uh, only God has that. But Jesus did turn around and say to us, watch, watch these who say one thing and do another. He said, by their fruits, by their works, you shall know them. So my pastor, who's now in heaven, Chuck Smith, he would always say, we're not to judge anyone, but we are to be fruit inspectors. Mm, yes. <laughs> and so when you look at someone's life, you, we don't have the authority to say to them, nor would we want to say to them, you're condemned. We are to reach out to them in love and speak the truth in love. And yet at the same time, we can know that this person's lifestyle, this person's conduct, is one that the Bible tells me that I should not, uh, not, not even eat with such a person who calls himself a brother, for example. They say they're a Christian, but it says they're living in sexual immorality. Paul said, don't even have a meal with a brother. Well, somebody might say, oh my goodness, that's very harsh. Well, you're missing the love part. If a man is a brother in Christ, but he's living in sin, you and I live out what God is announcing where Fellowship has been broken. Don't even eat with them, because Jesus might say, I'm not even eating with them. That that ostracized sensation should cause the man to repent and come back to the family of God. If that man repents, then you receive him graciously with open arms and restore such a one. But, yeah, it's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing that when somebody says, that they follow Jesus, they love Jesus, well, now they've set themselves apart, Jim, and mm-hmm. now we have to watch them to see if the fruit of their life, the conduct of their life, matches their profession. Yeah, your walk talks and your talk talks. Your walk talks louder than your talk talks. <laughs> uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs is with us here today, friends. And let me just mention that this book, Living in the Days of Deception, I, I, I could use multiple hours with Pastor Hibbs on this book, but uh, friends, you can get it in his book, a newly released, and our VCY bookstore has been offering this uh, book during this month of February and is trying to get it in as many hands as possible. And so worked out an arrangement with a publisher. The book normally retails for Seventeen ninety nine, uh, but uh, during this month of February, twenty twenty four, and I'm going to tell you about a little extension here. Our bookstore is offering this book at fifty percent off, just eight dollars and ninety nine cents, plus any applicable tax and/or shipping. Friends, it's about getting this into your hands, and it's and not just a single book, but as Pastor Jack mentioned, uh, getting there are people getting multiple copies of this book to share with others, and at that price, you can do that. Uh, and the, due to this, though, being a short month, uh, the bookstore is extending, and uh, the lateness of this interview, extending the special offer through this Saturday, March the 2nd. Uh, it is available right now online at vcy.com, vcy.com, or you can reach out to the bookstore at one 722 4829 That's one 722 4829 and they're open until uh, uh, 7 Eastern, 6 Central Time. That would be uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, one 4829 But, uh, Pastor, it's their desire really to get this book out into the hands of many, and uh, especially offering it this month at 50% off. It's, it enables people to get multiple copies. 
Well, I'm very grateful to hear this, and I'm gonna once once I hang up, I'm gonna place an order myself because that's a better <laughs> place than I can get it out. <laughs> wow, amazing, uh, Pastor! Um, you uh, also warn about being dazed by doctrines of demons, and I'm sure if people went to a church that advertises their pastor as being Pastor Demon, they would they would be sure to avoid <laughs> going there. But what is this doctrine of demons that you refer to? Yeah, remarkable. Again, over and over again, we're told in the Bible that as we approach the last days, uh, that there will be doctrines of demons and deceiving spirits. So you, I mean, you've got to stop and, and think for a moment. Now, wait a minute. Does that mean that there's going to be, you know, little things running around with a pitchfork and, uh, you know, red underwear? Well, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. I think that the scripture is clear that it's certainly, and you said it in your opening line, where uh, there is spiritual deception by demonic activity that so much so that they can parade themselves as angels of light. Yeah. Satan's got that ability, and so the Bible says, do his apostles, those that work for him. And that's a scary thought because there are people in the places of power, and certainly religious power or influence, that are actually being led by demonic spirits and in these doctrines of demons the bible says so that's not my that's not my judgment but it's clear that it's broader than that jim it's in the areas wherever there's influence or power or some uh, ability to control a person's life you can find uh doctrines of demons you say what is doctrines of demons the, the word doctrine is simply teachings and the teachings of demons is to contradict or to redefine the things of God, the truth of God. So you think about this right now. This is ancient, biblical, average knowledge. 2,000 years ago, the Church would understand exactly what we're talking about, but as painful as it is to hear, the issue of genderism, for example, Mm -hmm. What, why is that a doctrine of demons? I believe it 100% is. Well, why would you think that? Because to attack gender is to attack Genesis chapter 1 yes. and the entire Scripture. It's to go against God. Human beings are getting caught in the way, Jim, but it's attacking the human that has been created in the image of God. And notice the confusion, obviously. Tons of confusion which has led to suicide and all kinds of horrible things. Listen, unless we get back to the truth and speak the truth in love, the enemy is winning this battle in the narrative. And again, doctrines of demons would be any aberrant teachings that pull you away from the teachings of God's Word. And and friends, uh, Brother Hibbs here does have a... Uh, pre, uh, portion of his book here that warns about, you know, this this daze that's out there, this different design for, uh, you know, for men and women. And and our country, uh, Pastor, has really lost its way on this. I mean, it's just really bizarre to see the lengths that we're going to on, on gender confusion. Well, and, you know, you study, um, I'm a big fan of Sin Tzu and the Art of War. It's a small book, powerful book. But when you read books on tactics and things like this, um, military tactics, the number everyone has this in, in common. If you're going to go to war with your enemy, especially if they're stronger than you, you want to make sure that you go to war with them in such a way that they do not know that you are at war with them. Uh, yeah. And so we're in a time of confusion, and that's one of the setups. Well, friends, a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to be talking about being dazed by deceptions within the church. Yes, folks, within the church. So stay with us back in one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Entertainment has become the draw to build churches and youth groups. Meanwhile, sound biblical teaching has fallen off the cliff. To many, it's all about numbers and little about the Bible. Play the Flute, a powerful DVD, addresses this issue head on. Play the Flute tells the story of one youth leader who would not give up, who would not surrender to the apathy taking over his new youth group. The Lord Jesus is looking for followers who realize that they are sinners and need a Savior. These are his terms, and I can't change them. 
From Rich Cristiano comes Play the Flute, a powerful story on DVD available from BCY America for a donation of $18 or more. Call 1-800-729-9829. Living in the Days of Deception, D-A-Z-E. Friends, the Apostle Paul warned Timothy, a young pastor, in the last days perilous times would come, and he described those perilous times. And you'll see many of these things unfolded in this book, Living in the Days of Deception. But as as you go through Second Timothy chapter 3, you're going to find about the, the the aspect of deception, deceived and being deceived. And and Pastor, as you point out in your book, and you take us to uh, the, you know the book of Matthew in chapter 24, uh, you talk about this really being on the increase as as we are in these last days. Yeah, Jesus, of course, is precious to us for giving promises. Some of the promises we're not too excited about. Mm-hmm. And one of them is that he's promised us that in the last days there'd be such great deception, and deception in such levels uh, that... He, and there's a qualifier to this now, Jim. If it were possible, yes. even my very elect would be deceived. Right. I love that if. Deception is going to be so prevalent and so prevailing in the realms of religion or faith or spirituality that, again, if you don't know the Bible as an anchor, you will be deceived. But thank God, Jesus made it clear that if we know Him, then we will not be deceived. But it is, it's my opinion that we are certainly in a time of spiritual deception like we have not seen in this nation in its history. Yeah. Well, that really leads us into even our next point here. And friends, I, please know I'm just glossing over so much. There's a lot in this book here, but uh, Pastor Hibbs, you, you warn about being dazed by deception within the Church. And this might be a shocker to some of our listeners here, because many think, well, the Church is a, is a place of safety. It's a, it's a place to get encouragement, a, a place we can trust. You're a pastor. Enlighten us about this warning about deception in the Church. Yeah, it's, I know, it's a shocker, and yet Scripture warns us that, uh, as Timothy w- was warned by Paul, it gives this incredible list of uh, ungodly, ungodly, unforgiving, unloving, lovers of self rather than lovers of God, all mm-hmm. of these things, and it ends by saying that they have a form of godliness, yes. but deny its power thereof, mm-hmm. meaning they look like you and I. They might be sitting next to us in church. Um, and so I believe, Jim, that we're seeing a time within the Church right now, as painful as it is, it's a necessary time where the, where the Church is being trimmed up, cleaned up. She's being prepared, I do believe, to meet the Lord. And so, um, again, there, you, know, you bring up the, the COVID challenge. Some people stopped walking with Jesus during that time, but yes. a lot of people came to Christ at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, deception within the church is happening when when people are not systematically being taught the word so that when something comes along in life could be these economic problems or it could be the wars that are forming in the middle east that people are wondering you know well, oh my gosh what's happening isn't god in control well, you know how could this be well again if you know the word and it's being taught from a bible teaching church um you're you're going to be just fine and so that's the thing where I encourage our congregation, and everybody should, it's Acts 17.11. Paul told the believers in Acts 17.11, don't believe a word I say. Judge everything I say to you against the Word of God. Yes. What a beautiful thing that is. So with, with Bible open, when that pastor goes out or that group leader goes out to give a message, you've got to have your Bible open, friends. You've mm-hmm. got to be judging and listening carefully and making sure that what's being presented is safely found in Scripture. But, uh, you know, one of these things in our day is what is in the book, Jim, is easy believism. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just add Jesus to your life. Uh, If you want, if you, listen, if you want Christ, come forward, raise your hand. That's not the gospel. I mean, 
if you think if, about it, the if, gospel. If you want yeah. to be happy, know Jesus. You know, it just yeah, the the gospel is being watered down, right? Uh, Pastor, oh, yes. you also have a section in this chapter here on amusing the church to death. Do you believe the church has lost its focus? I have no doubt that the church has lost its focus. I, again, you mentioned Colossians earlier. Paul said that the body of Christ better be careful that it doesn't lose its head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the head is Christ. There's nothing worse than a headless church. And where Jesus is not honored, where the Word of God is not held in high esteem, where sin is not addressed and uh, the cross preached and the empty tomb celebrated, then you're going to have a church that is just a 501c3. It's a tax break. It's a social club or some sort of, and I'm not knocking this exactly, but it's, it's, a, it's an entity that does good things. Well, we all love good things, but when people begin to think, well, I'm going to go to heaven because I've done good things, that's not the gospel. The gospel is repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. Amen. So there's a lot of people today in church that they can't even tell you uh, what, what they've repented of. Or they can't even tell you, how, you know, have they offended God? So my argument is, how can you have a Savior if you don't know what you need saving from? Indeed. And uh, friends, again, uh, Pastor just alluded to a bit ago, a uh, uh, warning about the, you know, easy believism and the modernized gospel that is out there. Let me just mention to you again, the, the book is available through our VCY Bookstore. They've been featuring it all this month of February, half off, 50% off, just eight ninety nine plus any applicable tax and, and or shipping. Uh, but they're extending this uh, due to, uh, again, it's the uh, 28th right now of February. They're extending it through this Saturday, March 2nd. It's been featured all month long, half off. But you need to reach out to them now, vcy.com, vcy.com, or by phone, one 4829 If the line's busy, call a little bit later. They're open to, uh, until 7 Eastern, 6 Pacific, or 6 uh, Central, one triple eight seven two two four eight two nine, and uh, certainly enables you at that price to get multiple copies of this book. Uh, Pastor, let me ask you this too. Uh, chapter seven, you warn about being dazed by the deceptive cry of unity. But doesn't the Bible tell us that we are to be unified? I mean, we're told to be like-minded. Uh, the psalmist wrote uh, uh, in Psalm 133, 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. If the Bible promotes unity, you're warning against it? Uh, well, well, you better clarify something for us. <laughs> yeah, God bless you, Jim. You said the key word. You actually answered the question. Psalm 133 announces brethren. What's the qualifier for unity? We are brethren. Mm. How do we become brethren? We are unified around the truth of God. Today, so many people have put unity at the top of the food chain, and everything else is sacrificed. And that is not what Scripture teaches. We are to be unified um, around the truth. The truth will cause unity. For example... Uh, wherever you're at, you've got your favorite sports team. You know, I'm down the street from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, what brings a, what brings people into the stadium? Well, they got their Rams jersey on. You know, they got their Ram hat on. Well, they're unified uh, around the, this particular fan base. Well, the issue with the Bible is that we never sacrifice truth on the altar of unity. We must be brethren, and the criteria is for us to be brethren is that we've come to be one in the faith. Do we speak, as Paul warned, speak the same thing, love the same way, minister to one another, uh, like-mindedness, but that all comes about from the knowledge of the Word of God. Knowing the Word will generate unity, but when we say, for example, well, you may be a Hindu, a shaman, a Christian, a, a Buddhist, Muslim, whatever. Let's have a prayer meeting. That is actually theologically impossible, and that's not unity. Well, we're trying to bring the community together. That's not unity, though. It's got to be truth. And so we want to make sure we don't sacrifice truth on the altar of unity. We must be brethren, and that means children of the living God. 
Friends, I'd like to open our phone lines. Our number to crosstalk, 800-733-9829. I have time for a quick question, a brief uh, comment uh, as well. 800-733-9829. Pastor Jack Hibbs is our guest today. Uh, Pastor, I I could spend a whole program just on your chapter 9 alone, being dazed by the deception of the the world. You talk about those uh, who silence our voices, uh, those who erase history, those who obscure medical data, and those who peddle climate alarmism. I mean, there's quite an agenda behind all of this. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, I think that these are power brokers with mischievous uh, plans in store, and that's not paranoia. That is learning from the Scripture. And our friend Dr. Ed Heinsohn, who's in yes, heaven now, yes. said God did not give us Bible prophecy to scare us, but he gave us Bible prophecy to, to prepare, prepare us. us. And yep. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, blessed uh, the conversations we've had with him. And despite all this yep. deception that's out, out, out there... I like what you wrote, we know who prevails in the end. And it's, por- it's really important, it's critical for us to keep that perspective, isn't it? You know, you have to. Uh, we're fighting here in California for the truth, and people say, well, you lose every battle you engage in. You know, when are you going to give up? I'm never going to give up, because I know how the war ends. And uh, we'll keep standing for pro-life, we'll keep standing for God's definition of marriage. Amen. Why? Because it's true. Friends, uh, there's a section in here warning about the, the Antichrist, the ultimate deceiver, times and uh, deceiver. I, I just don't have time to go this direction right now. But, Pastor, I would like you to comment on part two of your book entitled Standing Strong for God's Truth. And you speak of the importance of being equipped. How do we, how do we get equipped? Number one thing, no matter what, is read the Bible yourself. Now, no matter where you are in the world— you can, you know, if you have a cell phone, example, if you don't have a Bible, if you've got, if you've got a phone, you can get the Bible free online, mm-hmm. and it's there. Read the Bible. We have no excuses anymore. Just start. In fact, I would encourage all of your listeners who are thinking about. I think I'm going to read the Bible. You can, you can start in John's Gospel. I highly recommend starting there. But reading the Word of God has never been more available to humanity than right now, and that is key. And I've said that over and over again through this program. Uh, but that is critical. We start there, Jim, and from that point we move on into a fellowship of believers. Hebrews ten twenty five says, mm-hmm. Don't forsake the gathering together of the saints, as some have done, mm-hmm. but as we see the last days approaching, meet together all the more. So um, find a God-fearing church where you can sense the Spirit of God, and you will, and make sure you surround yourself with people who sharpen your Christian witness. Hmm. Get around people who who are uh, wonderful examples so that you can learn from them. Uh, and I, I think that is so key. Well, friends, uh, again, let me mention here, and we're just seconds before the break, we'll take the break and come back to your phone calls here. Lines are packed, by the way, but uh, the book, Living in the Days of Deception, it's available through our VCY bookstore, and again, they worked out a special arrangement with the publisher. Their goal, we we have a very ministry-focused bookstore, and they want to get this into your hands, and uh, at at, uh, half off, 50% off, uh, they are extending this through March the 2nd, which is this Saturday. You've got just a few days here to act uh, to get multiple copies of the book or a single copy for yourself uh, by going online at vcy.com. That'll be the fastest way, vcy.com, or by reaching out one 722 4829 That's 1-888-722-4829. And if busy, just call them back a little bit later, and uh, you've got through Saturday in order to accomplish that as well. We're up against a break, and uh, we'll take the break. Coming back to your phone calls, uh, calls from across the nation here on Crosstalk. You're listening to the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brennan House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Recently, a Michigan State Board member warned on video in their meeting that the Attorney General of Michigan, Dana Nessel, is pushing for a list of who homeschools. And he said this is a precursor to unwarranted home entry. 
My friends, this is very dangerous. Now, you say, I don't live in Michigan. I don't know homeschool. Well, a lot of times what gets through the federal courts, and this case is likely headed to the federal courts, starts to set precedent for other states and eventually the whole nation. It goes to the right federal courts. And then, of course, this is a freedom of religion issue, a parental authority issue. So everybody in America should be concerned that they are looking to make a list of who homeschools in Michigan and the talk of unwarranted home entry. My friends, Christians are increasingly getting on lists. Be vigilant. Well, the hour goes by so quickly here on Crosstalk, but a lot of information and Friends, yet I feel like I've just scratched the surface of the information that's in this book. And, uh, Pastor, I, I know this book is really a, a wake-up call, and that's what you do, want to do. You want to alert, you want to wake up uh, this country, you want to wake up believers in Christ to, to the issues that are before us. Jim, I really do. And, you know, people look around at the, at the horizon here in America, and they get maybe a little bit disheartened. I believe, Jim, that... Even if it was just a handful of pulpits in America, if we caught fire, so to speak, in our pulpits, I think God could turn this nation around in a weekend. Yeah. Wow. Pouring wow. out His Holy Spirit, you know, changing things. Oh, why? How? Because the Lord is not into deception. He yeah. wants to reveal exposed deception. And, you know, if we just turn our hearts toward Him, He could turn this nation around. Amen. And I believe in one weekend. Amen. And friends, don't go to a church that tickles your ears. I mean, we need to preach the Word. That's what Paul told Timothy, to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. So critical. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Julie calling in from Pensacola, Florida. Julie, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I have two quick questions. One is about when you said repent uh, and turn to Jesus. What if you're talking to someone that um, doesn't really, uh, they don't, they don't lie, they don't steal, but they don't see the need to, quote, repent. How do you reach the gospel to them? How do you say that they need the gospel? And then the other quick question is about the soul and the body. Um, and God breathed the life into the soul when in Genesis, um, into Adam. How is the soul um, different than the body um, okay, okay. You, you've got a lot there, yeah. and it's going even around yeah. the purview of the program, but uh, address those issues, if you could, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, number one, regarding the issue of the soul, the question that you just asked at first, Second uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 mm. tells us that God made us body, soul, and spirit. You're actually a trichotomy, body, soul, and spirit. We are divided into three parts, soul, the suke, mind, the spirit, that needs to be born again, and your body, obviously, is your body. And then the other part of your question is repentance. When somebody says, well, I don't think I need to repent of anything, Julie, this is what's so great, is that God gave us the Ten Commandments to ask them the questions. Ask them if they've ever told a lie. Ask them if they've ever thought about somebody being attractive, you know, lusting after their neighbor's husband or wife. Uh, trust me, Julie, the Holy Spirit will take the law of God and convict this person who thinks mm. they're so great. Uh, and, and you might want to ask them, have you ever stolen anything? Did you steal a cupcake? They're going to have to confess. <laughs> they're going yeah. to they're going to have to fess up. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. Uh, indeed, the law is a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. <laughs> uh, Stephen in Sparta, Tennessee, you're on the air. Hello, Stephen. It's your program. We get it on Sunday night here at 11 o'clock. You're worth staying up for. But anyway, in our town here, a blatant sign, literally a billboard, has been put up in a prominent part of our town by a local congregation of the Church of Christ. It says on that sign, saved by water, hmm. showing back then some water, and a person being baptized today, saved by water. I was so shocked that that false teaching could yeah. be so prominently displayed, and I'm wondering who will answer for that blasphemy. Is that a doctrine of demons or leaders of a church that have misapplied the Scripture? Somebody, There's going to be a lot of lost people 
because of that doctrine. Stephen, thank you for that. I'm going to, because of time, I'm going to have Pastor respond. Yep, brother, that is false doctrine. The thief on the cross was not baptized. Paul the Apostle, or Jesus himself did not baptize. Paul the Apostle said of himself, Paul said of himself, God did not send me to baptize. Baptism is simply an outward, beautiful outward, obedience, act of obedience, because you have already been saved. It's an outward display of an internal commitment that you've made. Water baptism unto salvation is false doctrine. It's it's dangerous, and those who have propagated both that billboard and that denomination that teaches such things, or for that matter, anyone who puts any act of human effort in front of repentance and faith in Christ, that is a misleading gospel. That's not scriptural. Thank you for the call. Mike in Pennsylvania, Coopersburg. Pennsylvania, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Jim and Jack. Really enjoying your program this afternoon. Um, Question for you. I recently heard a commentator call the pre-trib rapture a a doctrine of demons and from the pit of hell. Would you comment on that, please? Yeah, I think I know who you're referencing to, and I happen to know if we're talking about the same guy. Uh, Jim mentioned the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. I went to him personally, and I said, uh, look, you need to explain yourself. And this host of that program I think you're referring to uh, the host wound up saying on TV, it's out there right now. Uh, in fact, it's, it's, I just got a, a push notification. He recanted of his comments. He said, I was sloppy in my interview. I said the wrong thing. I asked people to forgive me. Um, I do not adhere to the doctrine that my guests propagated regarding the fallacy of the rapture and how, how it damages people. And this, this man, uh, the host, said that he's asking people for forgiveness. He's sorry for that. So that's good news. Mm, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike. Um, let's see. We'll try and squeeze Michael in from Genoa City, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, thanks, Jim and Pastor Jack. I just wanted to call and comment, uh, first of all, on your book. Uh, thank you for producing that book. Um, I've only gotten the first two chapters of it, but it's absolutely uh a uh, pivotal thing, I think, with combination, of course, with the Bible, hmm. the key to everything on how to root out the apostate churches. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you for all that you're doing, and um, I think the churches are ousting themselves in this way. So if we play, if we pay close attention to God's Word and what to look for, and with the help of your book, um, it should be easy to see. And then a uh, quick question. I, I tell you what, we're down to 18 seconds. Not going to have time for the question, but thank <laughs> you for the comments on the book. Final thought here, Pastor. Yeah, listen, I appreciate this last caller. He's exactly right. Bible first. Judge everything, including the book, Days of Deception, against the Bible. Amen. Everything Jack and Jim has to say against the Bible. Amen. Amen. And that's why the Bereans were commended. They searched the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Friends, get into your, get into your Bibles, get into the Word, and uh, be faithful in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Pastor, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jim, so much. And if you're able to hang on the line just a moment here, I'll talk with you after the close. But friends, reach out to the VCY Bookstore. VCY.com is the website. VCY.com or one 722 4829 You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.